0: I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, even if he dies, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? The words of Jesus in today's Gospel. Oh, my people, I will open your graves and have you rise from them. I will put my Spirit in you that you may live. The words of God through Ezekiel in today's first reading. If the Spirit of the one who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, the one who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies. The words of God through St. Paul in today's second reading. If the spirit of the one who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, The one who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies. I will open your graves and have you rise from them. I will put my spirit in you that you may live. Tonight, I want to ask everyone to consider three truths that God has revealed to us. And then I want to invite everyone to make a particular response to these truths. First truth. Without God's Spirit, the Spirit of Christ, we are spiritually dead. We don't have life. Second truth. In his amazing love, god is always seeking to pour out his spirit on us and so to give us life he is longing for us to receive more and more and more of his life third truth if we really have this life then it will make a difference not just in heaven but right here and now. To us and to the world around us. Those are the three truths that I want us to consider tonight. And then I want to give an invitation to make a particular response. I want to invite you, in fact I want to invite all of us, myself included, to make a decision. A decision that we really want this life, and that we would accept it, that we will accept this life that God is offering us, and allow it to make more and more and more of a difference in our lives and in the world around us. Okay, so let me just say a little bit more about these truths, and then the invitation to respond. An invitation which actually comes from God, and not from me. First truth. Without God's Spirit, the Spirit of Christ, we are spiritually dead. We don't have life. We are made for God. We are made to know God, to experience God's love, to receive and be filled with God's love. We are made, having received God's love, to love God back in return and to love others with the same love which God pours into our hearts. That is what real life is. If we're not accepting God's love, loving God back and loving others, then we don't have real life. In a very real way, we are dead. We are only really living to the extent that we receive God's love, love God back and love others. The problem is that so many of us are dead. Or at least we're only half alive. Some people realise it, and some people do not realise it. But whether they know it or not, all people are searching for meaning, searching for a purpose, searching for a way whereby they can really live. They are hungry and thirsty for something. They are hungering and thirsting for something that will give them life. So many people try to satisfy this search with money, with consumerism, with sexual relationships, with careers, with drugs, with alcohol, with cell phones, with cars, with clothes. With music, with sport, with friendships. So many people try to fill this hunger with bad, ugly, and destructive things. And so many people try to fill this hunger with good, beautiful, and upbuilding things. And yet, they are still feeling empty, dead or at least not fully alive. It's unpopular to say this, and many don't like to hear it, but the reason is sin. Our own sin, and the sin of others. Human beings are good, made in the image of God, but sin has distorted us and spoiled our goodness. Sin has made us self-centered and caused us to seek self-gratification in a way that leads us away from God instead of towards God, in a way that leads to death instead of to life. Sin warps all our relationships. It warps our relationship with God, with others, with ourselves, and with all of God's creation. And sin prevents us from receiving life through these relationships in the way that we were meant to. Our sin, so long as we hold on to it, stops us from accepting God's Spirit the Holy Spirit, who alone brings Christ to us and so makes us fully alive. That's the first truth for us to consider. Without God's Spirit, the Spirit of Christ, we are spiritually dead. We don't have life. The second truth for us to, dis- to consider In his amazing love, God is always seeking to pour out his Spirit on us, and so to give us life. He is just longing for us to receive more and more and more of his life. Brothers and sisters, God loves us so much. God loves us so, 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 so much. You know, I wish my knees weren't so bad. I'd run up and down and just say, you know, brothers and sisters, God loves you. God loves you. May, Amos, God loves you. God loves you. God loves you at the front. God loves you there. Brian, God loves you. Fidelis, God loves you. Father Amen. Ken, God loves you. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> Seth, God loves you. This is the amazing, wonderful truth that God has revealed to us in Christ. Pat, God loves you too. Caitlin. <laughs> He loves us with an infinite love. And we can see this love in Jesus. And we can know this love and experience this love through Jesus. Jesus, who is God the Son, become human. The Word made flesh. Jesus, who even though he was divine by nature gave that up out of love for us, who emptied himself and became a human being, who died on the cross for us to rescue us from sin. Wow. If we really thought about that, really, and considered it, it would just blow our minds. God became a human being out of love for us. God loves us so much, and He is just longing to pour out His Spirit upon us. He's yearning to share His life and His love with us. Through His Spirit, the Spirit of Christ. Through His Holy Spirit, who wants to raise us up from our graves. We can't do this ourselves. We can't raise for ourselves up from the grave in our own power. We can't give ourselves life. Only God can do it through the Holy Spirit. But the good news is that God wants to do it. He wants to do it infinitely more than we can even begin to imagine. He wants to give us his spirit as a gift. We don't have to earn or to deserve this gift of the Spirit, this gift of life. In fact, we can't earn or deserve this gift. We're not good enough. You know, so many people, I know you've heard me say this before, but so many people, they try and they try, so many Catholics, to to, to earn their way to God by being good enough. You know, I'm going to love, I'm going to love, I'm going to be holy, I'm going to be good. That's a muscular Christianity which results, actually, in a grim and joyless life. Mm. God wants us to be holy. You know, some of the joy is lost. Pope Francis talks about this joyless Christianity, this joyless Catholicism in his recent exhortation, Evangelii Gaudium. Many believers, he says end up resentful, listless, angry. There are Christians, he says, whose lives seem like Lent without Easter. Probably we've all seen Christians like that. Probably, maybe, we ourselves are often Christians like that. Brothers and sisters, this is lifeless Christianity. This is lifeless Catholicism. It happens when we try to live our faith simply in our own strength. Of course, we need to put in effort, of course. But we have to live the life through the power of the Holy Spirit who alone gives God's life, spiritual life, the life of Christ, the life and the love of the Holy Trinity. Let's not try to earn God's love. Let's not try to deserve new life in Christ. What we need to do, rather, is to accept it as a free gift. A free gift from a God who loves us so much and who delights, delights in giving it to us, no matter how sinful and no matter how unworthy we might be. That's the second truth for us to consider tonight. In his amazing love, God is always seeking to pour out his Spirit upon us and so to give us life. He is longing for us to receive more and more and more of his life. The third truth for us to consider, If we really have this life, then it will make a difference, not just in heaven, but right here and now, to us and to the world around us. Ultimately, we are made for heaven. It's only in heaven that we will experience absolute and uninterrupted bliss. In heaven there will be no more pain, no more crying, no more suffering, no more sin or evil, no more confusion. Until we reach heaven, receiving God's love will not stop us from experiencing trials and difficulties and sufferings. Suffering, pain and hardship are part of life in this world and will continue to be part of life until Christ comes again at the end of time. Until he comes and banishes evil and restores all of creation to the glorious state in which it's meant to be. And we eagerly look forward to that time. But in the meanwhile... We need to face the world as it is. We need to live in this world as it is, with trials, difficulties and sufferings, with events that we cannot understand and which cause us anguish and grief and pain. Receiving God's love and life through the Holy Spirit will not take away all our trials and struggles and pains. It will not necessarily even take away all our confusions and questions. But it will give us the strength to go through them. Even to go through them with joy. A joy that comes when we open ourselves up to Christ through his life-giving Spirit. If we really have this life, then it will make a difference. Not just in heaven, but right now, to us and to the wider world, to the world around us.